Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar De Jesus, And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. In this episode, we talk to Emily Washkovich, the host of Behind the Review podcast from Yelp and Entrepreneur.com. Today, in our part three of our four-part series, we talk about social strategy and how you use the engaging of it all and turn it into customers. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, and PoolInvoice.com. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good morning. Morning, everybody. I hope everyone has had a good week. I think today's discussion is going to be a good one, and I hope everyone really listens to what Emily has to say today, because social strategy and engagement are becoming more important every day, and there's a lot of people that don't understand how it works, so they ignore it. And if you're doing that, you're missing out on a lot of great opportunity to grow your business. And it amazes me when I'm doing web searches, I'll, I'll check out the competition in the area or, you know, maybe I meet someone on social and I kind of go look at their website and it amazes me how many people still don't have any form of social setup, not even like a Facebook or an Instagram or some of the most common things. So, so listen in today and make sure that you're taking notes. Like I said, this is becoming more and more important and uh, I know we're going to have some great questions answered today. I agree 100%. John, good morning. Good morning. Look, I have to say this. When we're done with this podcast and you're doing your little editing, go back and check how fast you went through that intro. I think you blew through that intro that intro so much faster than you normally do. When you listen to audiobooks, right, like on audio uh, on Audible, I always have it like at 1.3 or 1.4 or 1.2, right? One that's exactly how you were today. And I don't know what it was or what type of coffee you might have made yourself today, Edgar, but you just kind of flew through it. And then the other thing is um, I learned a little something about you. You know how people pronounce things differently? Tomato, tomato. You did entrepreneur instead of entrepreneur. So um, that's interesting. Come on. Well, here's... Here's it one is thing I, the real website it, that my podcast is affiliated with, not an off-brand right. one. It's the real right. Entrepreneur the, Magazine, Entrepreneur.com. So it's, it's Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. So let me tell you. Also, I think he blew through it because he's afraid of going over because last time I had a time constraint. But I blocked hours today. So, you know, right. we could be here until <laughs> five, really. 
So here's what happens to me, John. I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. My first language is Spanish. So my brain thinks in Spanish. So I just realized today that I don't know how to spell entrepreneur. So it's like I was sitting there typing it and I'm like, spell it. wait, I typed that wrong. <laughs> and then I go back and I'm like, oh, that was just a typo. And then I go in again and I type it again. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how to spell that. So my brain is just kind of going because there's a lot of words that I chop up that even my kids make fun of. So I used to say, instead of hurricane, I used to say hurricane. Oh, there's a hurricane coming. They're like, dad, that's not how you say it. And then the other thing is, is it Texaco? That's my point. I don't even know which one because my brain thinks in Spanish and goes back to English and goes back. Space. And then the Zach's other one never is, seen like, a hurricane. And then the other thing is Texaco and Texaco. So I always used to be, oh, it's Texaco. And they're like, dude, it's Texaco. What are you talking? So you're going to have to just, I did just that. do with that. Hurricane. Hurricane. You know, I used to sing. What was the song from Scorpion? Rock me like a hurricane. So I guess that's not the way you do it. <laughs> so anyways, so entrepreneur.com. So I now I learned my lesson, John. Thank you. See, nobody, I, I, all these years, nobody, nobody was decent enough to tell me, hey, well, Edgar, you're you saying mean, it wrong. Nobody's a big enough asshole enough, right? And you know me. I will. I definitely fit the bill. I will. I will call you out on live podcast. But but here you have all these people laughing, going, this idiot from Pool Nation that doesn't even know how to say entrepreneur. He's like, entrepreneur. No, so. see, look, you had me. I didn't know if that was more of a like a aluminum type thing or aluminum <laughs> or a tomato, tomato, right? You know, I, I don't know. Listen, I prefer so, that you corrected me that, that Emily would have come on and gone, um, excuse right. me, Edgar. It's, it's, no, it's Emily's too sweet. She yeah. I wasn't going to correct you, but I was going to make sure that when you did post it, I would comment and let people know it's the real, the real website, not, I don't know, whatever. I I heard it and I was like, does he think it's an off brand one or? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's so good to come on this podcast early in the morning and take crap from all you guys early in the morning. I appreciate that. Emily, good morning. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. No, yeah, I'm fin- done. That was it. Your, I was you, I was that was it. Morning. See, yeah, okay. see, you're pissed at me, right? You're cutting me off. <laughs> but he I led me it. right into mine because mine was going to be about the time thing anyway, because I noticed the fast intro too. I was like, oh, Edgar's okay. afraid that I'm going to have to go again today. I dropped that on you last time, but to be fair, you didn't really like tell me that the potential was to go twice as long. But okay, today, today might be one of those days again, but it's because it's because we have really good stuff today. I am really excited for today's conversation. And you know what I'm most excited for? It's like, okay, yes, I'm Yelp small business expert, right? And I've been working for Yelp for seven years. But when I go out and present normally in person at conferences or whatever, it's not like I'm naive to the fact that people don't have other presences and platforms. So from very early on in my career, I realized I kind of have to be an expert in that other stuff too. The other platforms and social avenues that business owners have. And honestly, sometimes even old traditional advertising I'll recommend for certain businesses. And we can kind of dig into that today. But 
This is one of the favorite parts of my job is talking about how it's all connected and how you can leverage the different tools cross-functionally and really make sure that when people hear your name, search for your business, see a billboard, a flyer, whatever the case may be, that it's brand consistency and they're getting you at the end of the day instead of finding someone else along that path of, you know, deciding to build a pool, finding a new provider, etc. I think to the social media side of it, there's a lot that, you know, even I don't know. There's really kind of when you're starting, what is that strategy supposed to look like? Because we just kind of think, hey, let's go on there. And if we post some pictures, that'll turn into followers, which will turn into customers. But it's a lot more complicated than that. There's really a, a strategy behind it to being able to get to where you are. And then every platform is different and every platform has an algorithm and stuff that you need to figure out. So it kind of gets a lot more complicated, but once you figure it out and you put the time in, it definitely can be rewarding. I think for our listeners here today, it'll be huge because we're pool pros. So our tendency is, you know, let's just kind of post some pictures and see how that works, but that just kind of doesn't work. And you've talked about it on some of the other podcasts with some of the things that they should be doing. So I'm excited to kind of get you to kind of educate us on some of those points and how they can specifically use that strategy to convert them into customers. Zach and John, I do have to jump in and say, I don't know if you guys know, but there's really 40 days left until the awards. It's coming quick. Like all of a sudden it was six months out and all of a sudden I'm going into panic mode with everything that has to be done. I haven't even booked a hotel or, or a flight yet. I mean, it- you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to, well, I don't even have extra rooms to put on Airbnb. So sorry, guys, you're on your own. <laughs> we'll just show up. So just show up, families. show up, knock on the door. Edgar, I'm saying, hey, you got to, you know, so anyways, for everybody listening, we have partnered with the International Pool and Spa and Patio Expo, and we're going to be at the show and also hosting the first ever Pool Nation Awards. And those are the only awards by the pool pro for the pool pro voting is currently open and closes on october 17th so you guys and girls need to get out there and you need to vote you need to get your votes in go to poolnationawards.com and register and vote the show is from the 13th to the 18th the 13th to the 15th is the education part and if you're going to take any of the classes go to poolspapatio.com you can see the registration for the classes you can register there If you are going to the expo part of the show, it's from the 16th to the 18th. That's where Zach, John, and I will be. The night of the 17th is the first Pool Nation Awards. And we are going all out. And for tickets, you can go to the Pool Nation Awards site. And you can find a link there to get tickets for the Pool Nation Awards. Spaces are limited. So poolnationawards.com. Please note that tickets are limited. So you need to go and get yours. Before we continue, I do have something that I want to play and I want to get Emily's thought onto what it is that we should go with. So Emily, it's literally going to be you choosing the intro part of the awards. So we have it recorded here on our podcast. Emily is going to choose. The video clip is probably like a minute and 30 seconds. Take a listen to it, Emily. So there's going to be an intro part, and then they announce Edgar, Zach, and John, how they introduce us, so you will pick how that goes. So here we go. 
here to welcome you and begin tonight's event, the host of the Pool Nation podcast, Edgar De Jesus, the champion of Marco Polo, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Here to welcome you and begin tonight's event, the hosts of the Pool Nation podcast, Edgar, Zach, and John. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Awards. Edgar and John will step to the side, and Zach will perform as Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> so, Emily, I needed to play that clip because I know that Zach was going to have, like, this complete panic attack, and I just wanted to see his face as we started to play the video. What do you do the whole time? Do you just stare at everyone? <laughs> just like what we do now. Weirdos. Exactly. You just kind of stand there in your suit with your hat and you just kind of wait for everybody to, you know. Like that makes me think of like a epic ending of like Transformers or something. They just had like a crazy battle and then the camera's like panning around and it's like victory. Like it's totally where I went with that. So Emily, how do we go? Do we go with the first little part of the intro with the champion of Marco Polo, or do we just kind of stick and just kind of go Edgar, Zach, and John? Okay. The thing is, the people in the network know you, but the people who aren't yet in the network don't know. So I think you have to go with the title taglines. You can't just do straight up, I think. That's it. It's done, guys. Emily picked. That's what we're going with. I know Emily's sitting there listening to it and going, oh, my God, these guys. It's going to so be at epic first, one way or the other. You know, an epic at first, or... when I saw this award <laughs> thing in the script, I'm like, oh, okay, so the awards are coming up. Maybe I could go. Yes. And then I realized, of course, you guys are doing it for, like, what? It's in a couple weeks. So, of course, it's going to be here tomorrow. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to convince all the powers that be that I can get myself there. You know, we're kind of like now that vaccines are available and I'm fully vaccinated, like I can get back out there hopefully sooner rather than later. But, you know, it's a slow roll and I'm proud of you guys for doing something fun. And I think everyone's going to be excited, but let's not assume everyone's already part of the crew. Like this is a big opportunity for more people to join the club, right? Like, I feel like I'm a part of it already because we've done episodes together and I obviously am connected with you guys on social, but there might be some new peeps who are ready to come and they got to know who does what around here. That's right. That's right. We are still broadcasting it live, right? On the local. Yes. So we are going to go, we are going to go Instagram live. We are going to go Facebook live. We have, (laughs) I'm talking about, uh, we have network TV live. Well, that, we're still negotiating the part because they're kind of trying to shortchange us. 
and I don't uh, stand for that whatsoever. Yeah. So it's like they, Maybe they we'll either pay the, the right or amount or we'll do yeah. So, anyways, Emily, you are invited. So all you have to do is if you say I'm coming, all you got to do is let us know, and we will hook you up. We'll get you a ticket, um, and we would, you know, love send to see you. So me. All you got to do is con- convince your your peeps at Yelp. Send me the the link so I have all the dates, and I'll forward them and see if I'm allowed. There you go. That would be awesome. Can you imagine, guys? Here's the thing, Emily. I'll tell you what. If they allow you to go, I am going to give you a category that you will go up on stage and present. How's that? Perfect. So there we go. So we can, you know, bring I'm in. there. So awesome. And then what a chance to mingle with all the with all the pool guys and girls out Where there. Where is right? it? Is it somewhere that I want to go? It's it's in Dallas at the convention oh. center in Dallas. Yeah, I want to go. What are these? Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about this offline. All right. I'm ha- I'm halfway there. <laughs> all right, that's awesome. We would love to have you there. Trust me. Before we go, I want to add the expo pass. So if you're planning on attending the expo part of the show, you can get in for free if you use the code POOLNATION in all caps. And that's going to be for a day pass to get into the exhibitor's floor. And the cost of that pass is normally $60. With that code, you can get it for free. And to get that, you're going to go to poolnationawards.com. And there's a big red button at the top of the page that says free expo pass. You click that, and it's going to direct you to a registration page, and it'll automatically apply the code for you. Additionally, you can go to poolspapatio.com and register there as well. And again, the show dates are the 13th through the 18th. And the education piece with all of the big classes and everything is going to be from the 13th to the 15th. And the expo piece is going to be from the 16th to the 18th. Yes, everybody. We are super excited to have all you guys kind of come out there's a lot of people that already have tickets john we have people coming from virginia from florida four hours away from houston san antonio we got people coming from california i'm super super excited to just kind of be able to connect as a matter of fact i was getting a message from somebody today going we're coming out early can you tell us what things to go do in texas so we are super excited to be able to kind of get together and mingle with everybody the other thing is we got a whole bunch of people. They're all voting. And then especially in the last like two days, the uptick of people registering has like all of a sudden just like exploded and everybody's just jumping on registering and voting. So um, guys, the other thing before we get started is we have the next business training class happening on October 23rd. If you want to register for that class, go to poolnation.online for tickets. And that's the class that we do the entire business, the entire financial side where we talk about the different business types. We teach you about, you know, metrics and how to be able to grab your financial metrics and use those as gauges to drive the profit to your business. We talk about the common reasons why small businesses fail, why insurance is so important, what to look for in insurance. We talk about billing software, how to set that up for everybody so that it's easier for you to do. We talk about different terms in accounting. You know, we do a full profit and loss exercise. You actually have to do some homework, bring your numbers, plug them into the software. And then what we do is we go over your PL with you one by one and we break it all down for you. So by the time that you're done with that class, you're going to know exactly your cost of service, your profit, exactly where you sit. So poolnation.online, you can go there and register. All right, guys, let's get started. Emily, in the first podcast of this series, we talked about your online business presence, including social media. 
Then on the second podcast, we talked about online platforms because even if they hate them, they still need them. And today we're going to talk, be talking about the social media strategy and how to use the engaging of it all and turn those people into customers. Can you explain to us what a social strategy is? First of all, thanks for having me. For those of you who haven't been on a Pool Nation episode with me on it before, my main job at Yelp is to help business owners use the free tools available to make the most of their online presence. And that extends beyond our site to social. And when I talk about a social strategy, I don't even necessarily just mean Instagram or Facebook. I more so mean like a digital strategy, right? Because there's a lot of elements and they essentially need to have accurate information about your business across all of them. And then the strategy and the social element is where you're going to maybe foster a deeper connection beyond just having information accessible. So when I say strategy, what I really mean is having some sort of plan. And that doesn't need to be post X number of weeks. Here's the posts I put in advance in my scheduler. I mean, hey, That's a thing to shoot for. That'll help you grow a little bit more organized and planned. But at a very baseline, if we're talking about getting a social strategy together for the first time, let's focus on about three to five locations, right? So Facebook and Instagram, I think, are pretty big in your industry. I've seen that through social proof of what you guys use. I've seen that through other businesses in the industry as well. But then Yelp, your website, at a base minimum, whether it's you or someone you offloaded on, let's make sure everything is the same and accurate across those. And then let's get a big folder of images, of things that we do, of things we want to be found for. So in your industry, Are we leaning more towards builds? Are we leaning more towards cleans? Do we want a ton of residential clients? Would we rather have it 50-50? You know, that's something that you need to determine, but then your social strategy is going to follow that. So we want images of all the things that you want to be found for. And then that's when you maybe sit down and make a calendar. So again, I can't stress this enough. If the thought of social in general is overwhelming, then maybe it means we bring someone in. Maybe you have a kid who's in high school. Maybe you have uh, people on your cleaning crew who feel comfortable with social in their personal life or have done it before. Someone that you can sit down with and bounce ideas off of. Maybe even another pool pro across the country. Look at their accounts. Look at what they're doing. And then look at a calendar and jot some things down. Okay, we're going to talk about builds once a week. Here are some days where I'm going to do posts about builds. Okay, we're going to talk about cleanings. And if you get X number of services in a month, your cost reduces by Y, right? That's a post that you can trickle throughout a month and continuously do. Is there a way you can have some of your cleaning crew while they're on site, while they're doing jobs, capture content? Can you challenge each of them to do a video, 30 to 60 seconds, once on shift of a before and after of a pool that they cleaned? Or connecting with a client safely in gear that keeps them, you know, protected against chemicals. These are all things that you guys are doing on a daily basis, but the act of capturing it 
with the intention to repost it is what I consider a strategy. And that could be, hey, on Sundays I watch a lot of football. I'm going to schedule in three posts throughout the day on Sunday, right? Each game I'm going to take one commercial break or five minutes of halftime or whatever, and I'm going to schedule my posts in. I hope that wasn't a sexist comment at the end. For me, it's, you know, Mondays that I'm doing my posting. So I think for everyone, there's different levels of involvement, but actively thinking about, hey, these are the types of things I want to be found for. I'm going to take images of that. I'm going to come up with words and phrases that describe that. And then I'm going to plan times to promote it. We're going to go way deep on a lot of different topics, so I'll just stop there and we can kind of dig in. But that's the medium explanation of what I think of when I think of social strategy. I'm super excited, guys, because there's still a lot of the social media strategies and stuff that I need to learn to be able to to implement. So I'm super excited about this this podcast today. I'm sitting here intensely listening. <laughs> now that we kind of have that idea of what social media strategy is, what would be some of the benefits that you see coming from having a strategy and putting that in play? Yeah, I think there's a few things. So one, it's going to help you define who you are. It's going to help you connect with your existing customers and keep them engaged as clients. Maybe it's a way to show them new services they didn't even know you had. Maybe your team isn't great at in-person selling but you're great at getting them to follow you on social. And if you can drop promos, specials, new services through that platform, that's great. It's also a free way for you to put things out there about your business and reach new customers. And I want to quickly talk about that. We can get into tactics and to-dos for sure, but one big thing is hashtagging following other accounts, and engaging. And I'll admit, you guys, in my personal life, I do social media for mental health advocacy. And I'm really bad at this too. And I have things that I could learn. And so I'll kind of toggle between what we should be doing and maybe how we get ourselves there when we have a hard time doing it. But when it comes to growing your audience, something everyone should do when they're trying to do that is start by following some other accounts that are talking to your audience, that do what you do, that are in your area, or that are in other like areas around the country. Some people are worried about, you know, following competitors or whatever. Look up a different city if that's something that bothers your conscious, right? You can look for inspiration in other markets, but following other accounts so that you naturally see what they're doing and get inspired when you log into your Instagram or your Facebook. And then looking up hashtags. So on my phone, for example, I have a note. It's called mental health hashtags, and it has broken out chunks. The first are 10 that I always include. And then I have some different categories, like is this post more about anxiety? Is this post more about work-life balance? Is this post more about boundaries? So in your industry, is this post about services? Is this post about new builds? Is this post about delays on chemicals and products and dealing with us while we find new staff in order to be able to service you? So you can really leverage social 
to tell a lot of different messages to your existing customers. You can use it to find new customers, but at a baseline, you have to start by connecting to the ecosystem. So set up those items as to-dos. In the beginning of what me doing mental health advocacy, I would try to follow 10 new accounts a week. So sometimes I would do one or two here and there. Sometimes I would sit down on a Friday afternoon and find five or 10 new accounts. Same thing with hashtagging. You'll see other people using hashtags. Write them down if they resonate with you. Or do some searches for things that you think people might be doing. Basic things, brands that you use. I'm actually purchasing a house right now and we're replacing all the HVAC in the whole uh, house. It's super old. And the guy obviously presented me a couple of different options, but two big brands that they carry. I'm sure it's the same in your industry. So if you use certain products or brands, those are great things to mention, to hashtag, follow those corporate accounts, see what they're doing. And then mention those corporate accounts and follow them when you're posting your things. Maybe you'll get reshared. Maybe you're showing a cool new pool that you're doing. I know I follow Pool Nation and a lot of the other accounts of you guys. And something that I love that you've been doing lately is showing cool pools that aren't even done by your team. There was this awesome reel you put up about my client wanted a swing overlooking their pool and then it kind of like showed the progression of the swing being built. It was so cool. And let me just say, I don't know how to do reels, you guys. Like new stuff is coming out on social all the time. You have to just try and your first reel might look like shit, but it's okay. You got to try. You got to put a couple things together and always keep in mind, we are people. So we don't always have to be so polished on the front end. You guys are cleaning people's pools. You're wearing cargo shorts and cut off shirts if I had to imagine, but you can still go live while you're doing that. That's who you are, right? You have branded uniforms, I'm sure, that your guys wear. Show them off. Do a fun video of them doing a TikTok dance with their net. You gotta kinda bring your personality to social because it's a free way to reach new people. See how I take your question and then I turn it into a whole different question? No, I, I, I'm loving it and I'm digging it. And this is so important when I hear this and all I can think about is just kind of like everything we do and what we try to talk about here on the podcast, we, you know, something that might just seem so simple, right? Really isn't. And there's an art to it. And just like what you're talking about, it, it's an art and you can either, yeah, you can have an Instagram page. Yeah. You can have a Facebook page. Yeah. You can have LinkedIn or whatever it is, but if you're not utilizing or you don't understand it, right. Or you don't put the effort into knowing it, you're not really benefiting as much as you possibly can from it. And, um, just listening to your stuff. And I love, absolutely love when we do our podcasts with you because I go back, it's probably the only ones that I go back and actually listen to again. I don't listen to any of the other ones. One, because I don't want to hear my voice. I'm tired of hearing my voice and mama will always tell me what's going on. Da, 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 da. But with yours, I always go back and I listen because I'm learning. And you know, this is still new to me. Not that I know everything about everything else, but as far as like social media, yeah, it's like, I'm humble. I'm, I'm trying to understand it. If it wasn't for Janie, we probably wouldn't have much of a presence on social media. I rarely post. I have no idea what I'm doing. And sometimes I just don't, and she doesn't, and she takes care of it, And but I see the value in it, and I know there's a value in it, but I lean on her 
in order to do it, but I'd like to understand how things work. And, you know, that's the first thing that just came across my mind while you were talking about it. I'm like, wow, it's just so similar. It's just, just like everything else. When you're testing chemicals or you're servicing a pool, you can dip a strip or taste the water with your finger and say, hey, okay, this is how the pool looks. Or you can actually get down into chemistry and really understand how it works and, and what does what and use it to benefit you. And uh, I, I just got a lot to learn. So I'm a student here. I really appreciate it. I didn't get to say this at the beginning because Edgar cut me off because I was talking too much. So I'm just going to jump in right now and I'm going to say it. I really appreciate it when you're on when you're on board with us, Emily, because I'm definitely listening, taking notes and loving everything that you say, because it's a no brainer. It really is. And it costs real. It costs nothing. Just costs some time. And you can be sitting on the couch in your, your couch apparel with your feet kicked up, drinking a beer, drinking a cocktail, orange juice, whatever it is, and you can do it all from there. And by doing that, it pays dividends in the long run. And I think the problem is, just like so many things, and here I go ranting and going on and on about it, is they don't see the instant gratification or you don't get to see the results immediately with it this is something that you have to build up over time just like anything that's worthwhile doing you have to put in the work at the beginning and if you lay that good foundation and you start doing these things you understand these algorithms you know how it kind of works you experiment here and there and you do that it, you might not see the result tomorrow or a week from now or a month from now but down the road it will pay dividends right and it's a cash cow that's how you're going to be able to get your name out. People are going to get to know you and you're going to be able to bring on new business. Uh, so um, anyways, I didn't mean to cut in. Thanks, Emily. John, and it's exactly like that. It's a lot of work that you got to put in. So I've had the Pool Nation page for what, like two, two and a half years now. And I post on it every day, twice a day, around the same time. There is a hashtag strategy. I started it at the beginning, figured out how that hashtag strategy works, played with it until I got one. Now I see other people copying our hashtags and using them and stuff like that. And that's, you know, obviously what you want because you want to create that community. But, you know, the interesting thing is it's exactly what you say, John, is you have to put in the work in order for us to get that page to where it is today. I've been working at it for the last two, two and a half years, and I've looked, you know, I've had to learn about the hashtag strategies, and I'll even tell you what happened to our page. I switched our page from a business page to a creator page, and Instagram had picked up our page, and we were kind of in an algorithm to where if we posted something, it was reshared a whole bunch of times. It didn't matter what I posted. When I did that and I came back to the business, all that was gone. So we fell out of that algorithm. So I had to go back back again and start to now figure out, oh my God, you know, what is it that I was doing? How did that work? And I've had to go back and start working at it again and look at my hashtag strategy look at the times that I'm posting, look at the content that I'm put, putting out there. But it is, it is a lot of work. But like you said, John, there's a strategy to it. Well, and part of the problem or, or challenge, let's call it a challenge, is that it's constantly changing. So like right now, video and reel is king on Instagram. And so the algorithm is changing in terms of what they show. Same sort of thing when they stopped promoting business stuff. There was a change in algorithm like two years ago when it was related to how businesses 
were listed to their followers. I can't remember what the change was, but that brings up a really good point that social is great. Leverage it, use it, build your audience. But there's also this need to potentially connect with your audience in a format that you control. So maybe that's a newsletter, other things, right? And so in your industry, you kind of have to remember while social is a good engine, keep using it, keep growing it, that doesn't replace things like having a customer database and adding more and more people into that that you can and taking those relationships from social into something that you own as a relationship you can maintain. Yeah, definitely. And then this week we saw what Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp all went down. So, you know, that was kind of interesting from that standpoint, too, because it's you have a realization at that point. It's like, oh, my God, you know, that reach is gone. Right. So if you do put all your eggs in one basket and that thing goes away, you're kind of in a very difficult situation because now you're having to start somewhere else all over again. Were you able to get it back going, Edgar? Yeah. So I, I've been able to get it back going again. And, and now we're kind of back into that algorithm. But it made me go back. And, and, and what I do, guys, is <laughs> I sit up and my, my wife goes to bed. I sit on my phone. I put my headphones in. And when I need to learn something, I go to YouTube or I go read. And so here I am till one, two, three o'clock in the morning, kind of reading all the new changes and all the new things so that then the next day I can kind of go put that back in, into play. But yeah, we, we were able to kind of get that all back. And, and that was, guys, that was as of recent. That was probably three, four weeks ago. And I've been kind of working very hard to kind of get all that. And it seems like now that algorithm has kind of picked us up again. But I learned my lesson. It's like I, you, you don't, once you've kind of established it, even from the business side, you don't want to switch to creator and then switch back because then it kind of, it changes that from there. And, you know, I did it because in the, in the business side, you don't get access to certain music, right? Because if you're a business, you can't use that music on your post. So I switched it over to creator because I was going to post a video for one of our followers that is a creator. And I love her because she's a follower. She's part of the community. She always messages. She always does stuff. So she rebuilt her pool and she did a video to it. And I'm like, oh my God, can I reshare that? You know, just because you're such a good follower and it's a, it's a great video. So in order to do that, I had to switch to creator so that it would play the music. And then when I came back, you know, it was all gone. So the stress was like, oh my God. <laughs> but anyway, so we're, we're kind of back. So sorry, kind of got so distracted there, uh, Emily. I think it's awesome. I mean, it's it just kind of just shows how intricate, right? And how just complicated it really is, which is pretty cool and exciting, right? Just like anything in life, right? And anything worth getting is a little complicated and it's not so easy and it might seem easy from the outside, but you can do so much better and so much more, you know, if you actually put the effort into learning about that subject. And especially from what I'm aware of, I think, Edgar, and kudos to you, is that stuff really isn't public. I think Instagram and those places kind of keep that stuff hush-hush, right? As far as or am I wrong on that? Like, they don't really tell you what you need to do to make it work. Like, like the little postings here and there and stuff like that. Those are the things that you just have to figure out from trial and error, you know, or from what other people are saying. But um, it's, I, I find it all fascinating. And it's something that I'm actively trying to learn and understand. Uh, but again, like I said, I have Janie that I can lean on that, that helps me out with that kind of stuff. I just wait for you to send me stuff and okay, 
repost on my story. Okay, thanks, Edgar. Post. <laughs> you know, but other than that, you know, uh, there's not much to my uh, social media understanding. So I'm I'm taking it all in. Emily, I think one of the biggest things that the social media strategy and, and guys need to understand is as people, we tend to want to have a lot of friends, right? Like we want to be part of something by human nature. You want to be part of something. You want to engage. You kind of want to do something. Zach's shaking his head. No, 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 no. But social media gives you exactly that. It gives you that medium to be able to be part of things that you're interested in. And it can be across the world. And it might be that yeah, you just kind of follow and that kind of stuff. But then there are other people that are really part of that community that message you, that you kind of break that barrier and be, become friends with and are able to connect with. So I think that's very important from the people that are using the social media strategy that they need to understand that part of it too. And it's obviously not a metric, right? It's not a, oh, well, I have you know 100 followers, so I have a number. But you really need to also look at the people that you're constantly engaging with because it creates that community. And if you are doing a lot of instant messages behind the scenes and communicating and people are asking questions, that's a huge part of the strategy because then those are the people that you can you know, turn into customers and leverage that part of it. Yeah, and you know, I think part of the challenge is obviously like, if your goal is to use social to drive new clients and revenue, like it's not always that simple, right? And so from the perspective of like you guys know to invest more time and energy into people messaging you who live in your market, beyond that, like it's kind of hard to qualify all of those relationships, but I think the value is engagement, right? Like if you're putting great content out there, those side conversations with people who do live far away, whether they're another pro or they're a consumer who has questions and they love your content, I think there's still a lot of value there. And I think your brand name being known and affiliated as an expert or someone who's willing to talk to consumers or someone who's, you know, more of a digital engager when it comes to being a pool expert, I think there's value there for sure. And so part of it is about just building up your brand, right? Like, for example, I have a colleague of mine. She does singing outside of work. She's, you know, makes her own albums like professional, you know. And in that instance, when she's growing her account on social, if she picks up a following in another part of the world, that's not a bad thing, right? Like those people aren't going to be coming to her in-person concerts in New York, but they're still valuable. They add to the overall profile that she has. They engage with her content. They really like her. They reshare it. So every contact and connection and thing you spend time on on social doesn't always have to directly translate to a customer who starts, you know, getting a clean with you next week. I think part of it is about building your brand and about identifying and acknowledging that there are things about this industry that you need to be an expert on in, it, in order to be good. And if that's you, if that's your team, why not celebrate that and spread that? and connect with people, whether they're going to become a monthly, weekly client, or whether they're someone who's just going to like and reshare all your stuff every time you post. And on the flip side on that, I, I think what we've benefited the most from Instagram is not just, well, we really, 
I don't know. We're still in the infancy stages when it comes down to whether or not we're receiving clients or business and stuff like that. But we use it for more networking within the community between pool pros. And I think that's what's invaluable because sometimes as a small business owner, you feel like you're the only person on the island and not many people that you can relate to or can relate to kind of what you're going through. And especially in our industry and what we're trying to change doing Pool Nation and the Pool Nation podcast and everything we're trying to do, trying to create more of a standard or trying to bring everybody together so that we're all kind of on the same page when we attack these issues that we're faced with, you know, when we overcome any types of problems or we can share successes or whatever. Having social media is that avenue or it opens up that, you know, that gateway so that you can get in contact with other people that are sharing the struggles that you're currently going through. But more importantly, also, you are able to learn, you know, there's a lot of things you can see that are done by others that maybe you didn't know how to do and you witness it via social media. And you can learn. You learn new things. You learn about tools. You learn about products. You learn about certain situations that people might be faced in or a problem maybe that you had that you had no idea who to go to to reach. And all of a sudden you see somebody post about it on theirs and they're having the same issue or they had that issue and this is what they did to fix it. And you reach out and then now you create that bond. And which to me, that is priceless. I gained many friends over social media, and if we didn't start it, I would have never met Edgar, I would have never met Zach, I'd n- I would have never met you, Emily, and there's, I have great friends that I speak to every single day that I would have never had the chance to talk to if it wasn't for social media. And how do you really put a dollar amount or a value to that? You really can't. It's priceless. There's multiple streams of revenue. You know, revenue is money, money's value, and value can be perceived in multiple ways, not just customers that come bring in cash and put it into your register, right? But I value friendships. I value knowledge. I value so many things. Without social media, a lot of it wouldn't be possible because we would be living still in the dark ages like our predecessors, you know, the ones that that have been doing the pools for X amount of years that didn't have that opportunity that we have now. To be honest, I think we're, you're definitely missing the boat, and it's, it's silly if you're not jumping into it and taking advantage of it. We use social media not for our clients. We use it for networking with people, but we try to stay conscious not to upset clients or you know, to make sure that we stay professional and stuff, but it's all about networking and talking to pool pros. Emily, what are some of the key elements that make a good social strategy? So I truly think the first thing is wanting to have a plan. So when you're going to do social, deciding to create an account and I'll post when I feel like it or when I have time, eh, might not even be worth having an account, to be honest, because then someone goes and looks at it and there's like four pictures on there, but you've been around for like 15 years. So to me, the first part of a strategy being good is just wanting to have a plan, okay? And then I think the next is having realistic goals and metrics. So for me, with my mental health advocacy account, I set a goal of 10 Instagram posts a month. That's roughly like three-ish a week, right? When I'm having great months, I can easily achieve that every week. You know, I'm, I'm doing them every couple of days. And on bad months, I can go halfway through the month and 
be like, oh my gosh, I haven't posted on Instagram in two weeks, and I can still hit those metrics by the end of the month. So I think having a metric that you're shooting for, it needs to change based on your industry, how big your business is, etc. But having a goal is a good place to start. Edgar with his twice a day, like that's his metric that he's shooting for, right? I'm sure there's days where there's been one. I'm sure there's days when a family emergency popped up and there's been none. But the goal of two a day gets him to most days two a day. And so set something that makes sense for your team. And once you set that, you'll kind of come up with the content. But the next layer, when you're really having the time, energy, and maybe even just manpower to strategize, that's when you're advanced scheduling, right? And that's the best of the best strategies. And I don't necessarily mean a month at a time. Now, I will tell you, like Yelp for Business, for example, if you're looking for an account to follow with great tips, tricks, highlights of other business owners, follow them, Yelp for Business. But the woman who runs that at my company, my colleague, Laura, she plans a month of content in advance. And that's multiple posts and reels a day and all of that. And she puts it into a scheduler. I don't necessarily think that's realistic for independent and solopreneur or 10-person pool pro companies, okay? That's probably not what you're doing. But again, can we take it back to the repetitive, accomplishable steps? Like once a week, could you dedicate 30 to 60 minutes to setting up two to three posts in Hootsuite or whatever your scheduler is? There's free and close to free ones that you can use. Can you set a little bit of a framework or an outline? Maybe it's just one post a week that's scheduled in advance. And then I think the next level, and this is kind of like the final one that keeps you running like a well-oiled machine, is if you really are writing tons of posts in advance. And that could look like a couple different things. That could look like you giving that task to someone, asking one of your pros who is great with social or who's younger or who's going to school for marketing if they could write five to 10 Instagram posts for you, if they could come up with three different types of posts that you could do on a repetitive cycle, ask your wife, ask your husband, message with another pool pro, message one of these guys, they'll go back and forth with you, but come up with some ideas of things you could post about. For me, I have ideas that come to me at all different kinds of random times. And so I have the Hootsuite app on my phone And I write fake posts. When I think of them, I go into Hootsuite, I write a post, I draft it for like a super future date. And then on a day when I'm like, dang, I haven't posted on Instagram in a couple days, I go into Hootsuite, I grab one that's already in there, and I schedule. Done. Boom. It's off. So essentially, to wrap this whole thing up about key elements... Being on this and listening and wanting to get a social strategy together is the first step. Then think about bringing some people to the table that can help you. Colleagues, friends, other other pros. Maybe it's you doing research like Edgar. I don't really condone staying up until one or two in the morning, but I'll allow it if it's helping you get your social strategy in line and it's not an everyday thing. But I think this is something to offload you guys. And this isn't thousands of dollars a month, okay? This is, hey, I saw you're a professional photographer and you live in my area. Would you want to come on a couple cleans in the next few weeks and give me some new images to use? You get together with them. You're talking. They're probably good at this stuff. Maybe they can help you. So see where you can bring expertise, knowledge, friends in to support you. But wanting to have a plan is the first step. 
thinking of the types of things you can post about is the second step. Putting posts together, so actually creating them, whether that's sitting down and writing 20 at once or writing them when they come to you. And then when you're really good, it's probably repetitive. It's in motion with other things you do. So I don't know, maybe every morning you call all the pros of yours who are supposed to be going on jobs. I know a lot of people who are service providers do that. They're calling their guys to make sure. Are you at 17 Willoughby? What time are you going to whatever, right? Maybe you can tell one of them on a rotating basis, hey, it's your turn to do an Instagram live today. Pick one of your pools, do a before and after. Or every time you get done talking to Josh before his morning shift, you're sitting in your truck, you do your post, and you're done. And sometimes your posts are just to do a post. You guys follow me. You probably saw yesterday. I did two posts yesterday. It was Thursday. I hadn't posted on my personal Instagram since the week prior. And I have episodes that go out on Thursdays. I try to do two posts in between every episode promotion. I had to get them up last night. I went into my photos. I grabbed a photo from last week. And I took a photo last night while I was recording myself. So you just have to sometimes do it in the moment, but if you have things you do every day or every week, attach social to that and try to be repetitive about it. Try to have a plan. Try to have a place to put your ideas so that you can grab them and schedule when you need something. Zach, she's giving me a great idea. Like you should do a little live video thing in the morning when you're having your meeting with your guys or you guys are all kind of getting ready to go and hit the ground running and all that kind of stuff. That's actually uh, definitely good ideas. I'm still so, I'm still trying to get myself to do that. But I, I think that this is the perfect segue kind of into, we've talked about a lot of the great strategies out there, a lot of the good elements. I want to kind of dig into what some of the common mistakes or bad elements would be because, you know, a lot of the people that we're talking to are new to the industry or they're new business owners or they're overloaded as it is. And I think that, and I could be wrong, but I think that one of the common mistakes is that people, they are like, I'm going to get into this. I'm going to figure this social thing out. Look at Pool Nation. They've got 29,000 followers. It's That's me tomorrow. And they dive in and they open a TikTok and they open an Instagram. And then next thing you know, they're just so overwhelmed with trying to manage all this. It could actually distract from the main business functions that they need to be tending to. So can you kind of go into what a lot of the common or some of the common mistakes would be when it comes to social media? Yeah, I actually jotted them down so I can provide bulleted answers this time instead of going in a circle. So first, I think you hit on it. You got to keep it simple and zoned in. The worst thing you can do is have profiles on 10 different platforms and not be posting on any of them. If you're worried about if you can handle it, start with one. Why do you have to do two? Or if you're going to do two, do Facebook and Instagram and post the same thing to both. You can do that. It's okay. I wouldn't recommend that as your long-term strategy. You kind of have different audiences in both of those, so you might evolve that. But when you're trying to get content up, when you're trying to grow an account, do that. And you can do that on other platforms too, right? Like maybe you're taking some of your Instagram content and translating it to another platform. But I would say keep it simple, keep it zoned in, start with what you can manage. 
perfectionism is a huge blocker and barrier for a lot of business owners. They think they need to have a professional photo shoot. They want to make sure the images look polished. They don't want them to just be something on their iPhone. You guys, it's 2021. You already have everything you need to make a social strategy, to get the profile launched. You have the pictures on your cell phone. I know you do. Or if you don't, you go to one day worth of cleans and you'll have a full Rolodex of images. Send out a thing to some of your customers. Hey, we'd love to see your pool in your favorite picture of it, right? Get them to start sending you images. You don't need to have this whole polished, professional, everything is perfect strategy. I think something that happened during the pandemic for businesses in all industries is they started getting more personal on social. They started kind of letting people behind the curtain, if you will showing them what it looks like to be on a job site, talking about how they have backup of chemical supply orders and why it's taking forever to get to cleans or why they're spaced out. I had a guy the other day go live talking about, we had four people call in today, please be patient with us. And some people are like, you had four people call in, your line's out the door, how do you have time to go on social? It's like, hey, Those two minutes mattered because people who are on their commute, coming into the bagel shop, checking it at a red light, might have a little empathy when they show up. And for you guys, it's the same thing. Like, people don't just want to see the sparkling pools. They want to see when you show up to a property that's been vacant and didn't have a cover on it and how you took it from a negative 10 property to a positive 100. So don't get so zoned in on, is this perfect? Is this good? Pump that content out. Take pictures constantly and figure out how to use them later. So that kind of goes into the too polished too. I think being overly polished is like, okay, is this an Instagram account that's being run by like, you know, fake photos or are these real guys that clean pools in Texas? You know, like we want it to be real. Emily, I think that's that's probably one of the biggest things is that people tend to want to do like a YouTube professional video and that's the way that I need to sound. And that's one of the things that we don't do. So if you look at us, we talk about things, we roll with it. And if, you know, sometimes we screw up, but that's just part of it because that's the human element side of it. And I think that speaks to a different audience. You do have the people that want to watch the YouTube that do want to watch that polished stuff. But if you are having the pool pros that are wanting to listen to us and stuff like that, they don't want us to sit here and kind of have John go, I'm going to give you the five elements of cleaning a pool, right? Number one, test the water. Number two, net the pool. Like they don't want that. They want John doing his thing and then all of a sudden being human and going, man, and if you get this, this is a shit show, right? And it, it releases that raw emotion. They so want to I think that's a you. huge thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, a that's huge thing is. for the guys out there is don't try to be perfect. Just take it and wing it. If you guys want, go back and listen at my first live. Listen at my second live. Like somebody messaged me and said, we're going to do a drinking game every time that you say the word right. Right? You know, because right? I would say right 50 times. The thing is like you're saying, just build the Chuck content. Just go. Just throw it out here. It doesn't have to be polished. And as you go, it'll get more polished. Sorry, I had to jump in because I think that no, no. our industry is huge. That's a great point. And okay, I want to say one more thing about the polished thing. Like, okay, this is a funny analogy, but you guys will totally get it. So everyone always jokes when you have a cleaning lady, 
your like wife cleans before the cleaning lady comes, right? Cause she like wants to look to look good. I feel like it's the same thing probably with pools. Like certain people like have their kids like clean everything and whatever, like clean all your toys out and re- look. Zach's like, no, that never happened. Hell happens. no. But I think no. sometimes I you think, sometimes you do get one or two that do, do that, do but very like, few. Yeah, they're like. But I think it's good to that. show how crazy they are when they show up because you guys, that truly is like it's what you do, right? So it's like. Show these people, hey, yeah, this is how it is. Like, my friend always jokes with me, I love to go get pedicures, but I have, like, my heels get so... A week after I have a pedicure, it looks like I have granny feet. And I'm always like, oh, I'm sorry. And the ladies are always like, girl, you don't even know what we look at, you know? So it's the same thing. Like, show them everything that you guys see when you show up to a property Because then if I'm there and I've never thought about having someone professionally come and do my pool, I'm like, hey, maybe I can do this, you know? Okay, my last points on this, taking on too much yourself. Edgar, I don't want to project on you, but like I am kind of getting this little moment where you need to maybe offload some of your social stuff. But I think there's something to be said for wanting to know it, wanting to learn it, wanting to stay engaged. I think that's valuable and important. But I also think it's okay to consult someone, whether you're just paying them for a couple of hours to look at your stuff, teach you a few things, whatever, or whether you hire someone. And I have this guy that I had on my podcast a couple weeks ago. He owns a bagel shop on Long Island. And, you know, he had kind of gone all in on social. He was one of the first businesses to have a Facebook way back when. And this guy approached him who was a food photographer in New York and said, hey, I see what you're doing. I love how into social you are. Let's work together. And his immediate reaction was like, I don't want to pay for that. And then he collaborated with the guy. They started on a small project. It wasn't a whole 12-year contract to run his social or something like that. And he realized, wow, this guy has a lot of value and knowledge. And now he pays that guy to do his social. He still approves all the posts. He's the one who replies to all the comments. He replies to all the DMs. So he hasn't completely given it up, but he's made some of it automated and given it to someone who has the time and skills to take some of that stuff off his plate so that he can do what he is good at, like finding the best vegan cream cheese and making sure that they have all the right products in their business instead of figuring out how to make a reel. Oh, and one last bad thing you don't want to do. You don't want fake followers. So getting 10K so that you can have a swipe up function if they're all like bot accounts in Asia, like that's not, that's not good, you guys, and it's not helpful. Because when you have 10,000 followers and you have 10 likes on a photo and no comments, like it's not lining up. If anyone pays attention to like media stuff, the Aussie uh, media thing that went down this past week is pretty like fascinating. They basically were bolstering numbers for like years and years. And it's just, it's a shortcut that really screws you in the long run. And it doesn't even help you in the short run other than make you feel better that you have X amount of followers, but they're fake. So it's better to have 200 followers and half of them are engaged and loyal and the other half are potentially going to be people who you can connect with than having thousands that are never going to result in any customers or new contacts that you can help grow and develop yourself or your business through. I agree with that 100%. There's a couple of different things to that. Obviously, 
you know, Instagram does have the ability to figure out if they're fake followers and stuff like that. And then you get paused on the things that you could do, whether you could post where you could do, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And I do know guys, some people in our industry that have tons of fake followers, you go out there and they're like 70,000. But when you go and you see a post and they post it, and 10 minutes later, it's got like 3,000 likes. And you go and you look at some of these followers, it's like zero post. And, you know, they posted twice and they don't do anything else with the pages. And so you could really kind of see, you know, what that does. But people, people fall into the trap of, and it's very easy to do. People fall into the trap of, I have to have likes. I have to have followers. That's how I know I'm doing well. But with social media, I think one of the biggest things is consistency. You got to pick something. You got to stick with it and stick with it for six months. And you're going to figure out with consistency what works and what doesn't work. Guys, for us, for our page, you get to the point where you're posting two pictures a day. You start to realize what angles the algorithm likes because you're posting pictures all the time. And if you're kind of getting it at this angle, it doesn't... And I'll give you a perfect example. Aerial shots for like two, three months was Instagram's favorite thing for posting. And if you guys go back, look at about maybe five, six months ago, all the pool pictures were just aerial shots. And you posted an aerial shot and that thing went nuts and people were liking it and it got reshared all over the place and they kept pumping it out there. And then I don't know what happened in the algorithm and all of a sudden that just kind of stopped. So consistency is key because when you're doing it constantly, 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 you're going to see which things work and which things don't work. And that's kind of one of the strategies that I do. I'm constantly posting and I see a couple different things. You know, what is it that people are looking for? So you talk about today with COVID, it's not just a pool anymore. Like people want to see the backyard transformations with the bars or the sunken fire pits or, you know, those things. So as you're posting, you start to see what your audience likes and then obviously what, you know, what the algorithm or the AI for Instagram is going to pick and, and choose. But consistency is going to be key 100%. Emily, I know a lot of us are on social media all the time. How would you suggest that a pool pro use social media so that they can gain more customers? You know, I think it even starts before social, to be honest. We want to be asking ourselves, who are our current customers? What do they look like? How old are they? Where do they live? What kind of money do they make? Those types of things, right? If we already know that, that's awesome. If we don't, let's do a little bit of a look at ourselves. Then ask ourselves, who are we trying to get as new customers? And then that's when we create the strategy to go after them. And so I think there's a couple ways in your industry to do it. One is just sheer awareness of who you are, what you do, and what kind of clients you serve. So again, kind of getting back to if it's a range, right? If we're doing everything from, I don't know, you guys would have to give me like, what's like a small, pro what's a super small project? Pump install. Okay, perfect. That all the way to, you know, a super high-end pool, multiple hot tubs, waterfall that you're maintaining on like a weekly basis or whatever. We want to see all of that, right? Because those are completely different clients. But if I'm driving around town and I see your vehicle and then I go look at your social, I want to be able to see me reflected. So you want to reflect the wide range of who you can serve. 
I'll give you another example that isn't pool pros because it'll just make it easier to understand. If I'm an Italian restaurant and it's like fine dining, right? White tablecloth, all of that. But I also have an area of my restaurant that's a bar with TVs and we always have the local games on. You're going to be showing people on your website, on your social media, on your Yelp page, both areas of your business because those are two completely different consumers. But you can serve them both equally at your establishment. And so for you guys, I want you to think about that. Now, on the flip side of that, if you don't want more pump installs, if that's not the kind of project you want to do, let's not be putting that on our social media, right? Because then we're frustrated that social only gets us these lame clients. It's like, okay, no, if we want builds and installs, we need to be pushing that out there and projecting that to our followers. I think another thing you can do is chat with some of your loyal and regular customers and ask them, hey, can we feature you on our social or on our website? Can we do a quick video where I just record you telling me about the experience working with our guys? Or can we take a couple of photos? Can you look through your family albums and grab some that you'd be okay with us using? And then you come up with a caption, you let them approve it. You really bring that element of who this customer is to your profile. Then from there, I think it's about paying. I think there is value in paying for social ads to get new customers. So taking those posts that you've now crafted and curated that describe the type of job you're looking for and putting some spend behind it. And the beautiful thing about social, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, is you can set a budget. So maybe to start with, you're just going to try 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever the case is, and then you can pick your demo. So this brings us back to that question, right? When you're thinking about who you want, let's target them when we spend money on social. I think a big mistake is, oh, let's target everyone. No, you want people 35 to 60 who own homes in these neighborhoods, like, If you're going to spend the money, spend it to get in front of the right people. One of the biggest benefits of social paid promotion is you can zone in on those people. So I think that's the full kind of picture there of how to get the customers. It starts by thinking about who they are, thinking about what services they want, creating that content, getting it in in front of them naturally, and then paying and pushing it in front of people. And when you're paying to push content, make sure you take some time to look at the metrics. If the metrics make no sense to you, ask someone to look over them and explain them to you. Because that is the only way to decide if you're going to spend again, if you're going to spend on different people, if you're going to spend on a different kind of post. I think that when we do a lot of paid social I think you really want to have a thought out strategy on where you're going to take those people. You know, I used to be like, let's just post anything. And, you know, we could have a person bouncing a beach ball and be like, we're the pool boys. Call us, call us, call us. And my web guy would be like, whoa, dude, you got to have somewhere to send them to. Like whether it's a landing page, whether it's a call to action, there's got to be a purpose behind that spin or it's not going to, it's not going to lead to anything. That is such great advice. And that goes with anything, you guys. Like, I would believe that flyers still work in your industry. Like, I don't want to pretend like, you know, old mediums don't work. I think they probably do. And I know you guys can get data on who owns a pool. So, like, 
that stuff works too, but same thing, you gotta have someone to send, somewhere to send them. If you're putting flyers everywhere, do you have the manpower to take in those new calls, get people out there, give quotes, or just get people out there to service, you know? You kind of do have to think of the long game instead of just setting up a process and then providing crappy service because you don't have a plan and then getting critical feedback or critical experiences of your business. I'm loving this podcast so far, Emily. There's already things that I'm spinning in my head going, oh my God, I got to do this and I got to change that and I got to you know try to do this. There's one thing I want to talk about, but... Guys, it looks like this is going to be one of those podcasts that we split into two because it's just got so much great information. We've been talking for, what, an hour and 15 minutes, and we still have tons of questions. And the thing is, Emily, I need to get through these questions because I'm learning a lot and kind of switching some of my strategies here. So let's take a word from our sponsors. When we come back, guys, we will continue with Emily. We'll continue our conversation on social media strategy. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Do you know the actual cost of the pool service you provide or the financial health of your pool business? If you don't, it can put you out of business. Pool Nation has created a business training that focuses on the financial side of your business. What we've done, guys, is we've put a training class together that focuses on five metrics that we've created. The goal is you do it, and by the time that you're done with the class, you have all those numbers, you have all that data. It is the only course that as you enter your data into our exclusive software, it will tell you how much money you are making or losing. It's that simple. We talk about the metrics, we talk about insurance, what to look for, we talk about billing software. By the time you are done with the training, you will know your exact cost to service a pool. 
fixed cost of cleaning, your average profit per pool, your average monthly rate, repair profits and profit percentage, and how much money you are actually making. And we have had people that have taken the class and had some cash flow issues and they've made some adjustments with their billing software and that's kind of solved that issue. During the training utilizing our software, you will create your business profit and loss. Once you create your P&L, we will cover the fundamentals of the P&L and how important it is to the success of your business. For more information and the next training dates, visit www.poolnation.online. It's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you get to keep. For more training dates, go to www.poolnation.online. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking to Emily. We're talking to Zach and John. We are talking about social media strategy. And um, Emily, it looks like our our boys just kind of disappeared on us. So they they kinda, must have had to go to the bathroom. I think they they, they are. And I'm going to leave this. I'm going to leave this part in the podcast. By the way, Emily, I'm going to leave that part that perfect you know, that they they had to go potty potty and they took too long to go potty potty. So we came back from the break. <laughs> Perfect. And as we're talking about social media, if my video was live that whole time, you guys probably saw me. I just literally snapped a picture of myself <laughs> and I'm tagging Pool Nation and there saying that we are live on the show. So there that's you how you do it, guys. When you need content, you just whip out that phone, take a pic. And just play with it, guys. That's the important thing. Now, there's one thing that I think is also important. I'm very weak at this, Emily, and that is captions. So I know Ugh. that captions have a great element to them to when you post something that's very clever, it brings a whole different dynamic because now it's not just the picture, but now you also have that very engaging and people comment and people find it funny. And as we were joking at the beginning of the podcast, my brain obviously thinks in Spanish. So it's very hard for me to kind of come up with these clever things in English. So I remember <laughs> posting, there was a big, huge slide. And I posted the old song with, I know Zach's going to go, who is that? We don't know what you're talking about, but um, slide, slide, slippity slide, Coolio, and you're doing right? 65 or whatever. And so I posted that and everybody went nuts over it. And that post itself had tons of engagement on it and was really like people were commenting it. And so then I'm like, oh my God, that's another element to the social media strategy. I'm just very weak at that part of it. And I think out of all the posts that I've done, Emily, I think I've only had, I don't know, maybe like three of them that have been big interactions like that where people have commented and stuff like that. But can you talk a little bit really quick about how important that part is to your strategy? Oh, well, time out, time out. Yeah, look quick. at John's face. He's well, like, up. what are we talking about? I, I jumped about? in. Right, uh -huh. sitting down to you calling oh, well, me old. Oh, well, that was your fault. Calling me old? I, I was calling, no, I said Zach it was going to do his typical thing where he no, goes, you said that Zach oh, is who too is young. that? Too, Zach is that? too you're calling, young. You're calling us old because he normally oh. calls us old because we're like, yeah. oh, he does it. Right. He plays the same thing all the time where we might say, I don't know, like Power Ranger. And he's like, right. what is that? Right. What, what, <laughs> what is Power that? Ranger? <laughs> Power Ranger? Power Ranger? <laughs> See, see, oh my God. Zach, do you know what Power Rangers? Are? I said Power Rangers because that's from his era, John. That's what he watched yeah. when he was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> right, Zach? Tell me that you did not watch. That's in your era. Maybe. He, no, his is more like Yo Gabba Gabba or something like that, I think. <laughs> YOLO. 
Yo Gabba Gabba, you know, or the Barney is 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 uh, or is the, that me? The Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of it. Exactly. I'm not ashamed. So sorry, Emily. How important is that aspect to a social media strategy? I can kind of go both ways on captions, and here's what I'll tell you. So in general, anytime you're putting images, videos, any of that on the web, captions are always going to be valuable to help those appear in search, right? So the keywords and phrases that you use do matter. On Yelp in particular, I just need to know, like, you don't want to just list a bunch of keywords, right? It's much better to write in a sentence format on a photo caption than to just, like, list whatever, a bunch of words in a row separated by commas. So keep that in mind. But on Instagram or Facebook, I think there's an opportunity to add to the visual, right? What are we looking at? Oh, you're muted. That's a telephone, an Android. He's muted. <laughs> you're muted, Edgar. What a dumbass I am. Right? God's <laughs> I'm over here. I'm saying, look, you were just saying that you were tagging me. And as we're doing the the, the live, somebody tagged me for their post. <laughs> I can't with him. Okay, so back to captions. They're v- super valuable. Now, to your point, Edgar, about like posts going a little viral or whatever. I think that's when you post a little bit out of the box. Super fun. Uh, super funny. Or sometimes like serious stuff, you know. I don't know, not that you have to do this kind of stuff, but let's take an example of like, you know, you guys own businesses where you're engaged with your customers. You know certain things about their lives. They see you frequently. It's not like a one and done transaction, right? So maybe something happens where, you know, on a positive, maybe one of your pool pros is going off to college and you do a post about it and how it was great to have them for the summer and you wish them best of luck. Or, you know, if something happens, if one of your guys loses a family member and is going to be out for a couple of weeks or whatever, of course, with that person's permission, and this is a culture thing and a personal thing, but if you want to post that kind of stuff, you can, and you'll see your community surround you, you know? And so I think that's where you can leverage posts to sometimes talk about more stuff. I think a good example even was like my post last night, Edgar, the shot was me recording my podcast late. I was doing like some scripting and editing late at night, but I had my Bose headphones on that I first bought myself in 2016 when I like got this promotion at Yelp to join this new team. And so the post originally was just going to be, I'm up late scripting a new episode. And it turned into this whole thing about when I was young and working in San Francisco and yada, yada, all the things I've done since then. And so the same can be true of your business account. You can be doing fun videos, dancing with your nets one day, and you can be, you know, talking about sentimental family, person, human things on the same account the next day. And I think that's kind of the beauty of social is it's your personality and those captions can allow you to kind of go there beyond the visual, beyond the image. Now, on the flip side, if you're trying to hit some goals and it's really hard to write those captions and that's what's holding you back from putting content out there, write that one word caption, write that one sentence caption, get the image up, tag people, hashtag all of that. Like, don't let the perfect caption or perfect grammar or a spelling mistake stop you. 
Now, on the flip side, once you post it, read it again. You can always go back and edit. And I do think it's valuable. If you're worried about your grammar or the way you write it, have one other person read it before you post or have one other person read it and see if you need to edit anything. But don't overdo the fact that everything on there needs to be professional, buttoned up, perfect, thought out, planned, immaculate. I agree one 100% with you on that right there. So let me ask you, for a pool guy that is probably thinking, well, I kind of don't know how important or how much, you know, whether I should do it or not. In, in this day and age, how important is a social media strategy for a company? I think you have to have a presence at least in a handful of places because what you don't want to happen is you don't want someone to refer you or recommend you or them to see your truck on the road and then they go to look you up and they don't even think you're around or they think you closed or they don't know if you exist. So you have to put the time and energy out there because it closes the loop of every other marketing tactic you have. If you don't have that digital footprint, if you don't have that digital presence, that's where you have the potential to have the consumer fall off and choose another business. This is one of the other reasons that I love social media so much. I got a message on social media from somebody saying, hey, I'm in Texas. Did you see that on my social media page? That's just so awesome. The community side of the social media is just, it's great to me. I love that part of it and being able to communicate with people and talk with people. Um, like John was saying, for our industry, it's such a networking tool to be able to chat with other guys out there. So. I think what you were just saying is like key, like there are like, this isn't something that you just play with, right? Because it can be detrimental. And I am the person that if I'm looking at something and like you're saying, there's an old, you know, five posts and the last one was uh, April of 2019, I automatically assume I'm like, oh, it's not going well for them or something. So you can create perspective, even though that may not be the reality, you can create a negative perspective on what's going on with your business and kind of touching back on getting the posts out there, just getting something out there. I am the total perfectionist. I'm the one that'll type something. Oh, no, no, back, back, erase it. And I'll type it again. And you're right. Just like put one word. And I think for us, our strategy is our Facebook page is our B2C, right? That is where we're communicating with our customers. That is where our posts are educational, they're professional, they're grammatically correct, they're focused, things like that. Now, then we move to Instagram. And for that, like John was saying, that's just a great place to network and meet other pool professionals and relate to each other and do things like that. And so it's a little bit more lax there. Obviously, we still stay professional, but I mean, it's up to each individual person how they want to handle that. The next question I have, I know we covered some of the key elements of a good social strategy. What are some do's? Like, absolutely do this for a good strategy. The plan is important, and I think you have to have a plan to revisit the plan, right? So let's say, for example, we've decided, okay, we're going to get the account up. And actually, let's just talk about Instagram real quickly, because Instagram is a visual platform. So a lot of people are going to see you in feed or they're going to see you in story. But if they're first hearing about you or if someone reshared you and they're being and you're being found that way, they're going to be looking at your profile 
So the best way to launch an Instagram account is to have nine posts already done. Like when you're ready to go live with the account, you also want those nine posts to go live, okay? When I launched my launched my mental health advocacy account, I think I had nine posts spread out like nine hours of the day on day one. And then my next post was like the next day. So you want to do that too if you're setting up a Facebook or an Instagram. It's like have a little bit of starting content and then have a frequency plan. Now, you're not just going to hit that and keep hitting it for forever unless your goal is low, okay? Like unless the goal is like post once a week. You might be doing that until eternity and that's great and you'll probably have like 500 followers by next year. But if you want to have a plan like let's post 10 times a month, You need to, at the end of the month, say, okay, how many times did we post? What was the blocker or barrier to getting to 10? Or if we got to 10 or more, what worked? Can we increase that number? Is there a way to diversify those 10 posts to make them more valuable, right? Like some accounts are going to have templates or written things in addition to video or static image. So if you're going to rotate, for example... Think about that a little bit, have those different types of media, and then place them in order. But truly, the do's is like, fill out the profiles, have them at a basic starting point, have a plan for frequency, try to hit it, and then evaluate if it worked or not, what helped you get there, what stopped you, and what you need to change. And again, when you're having those evaluation conversations, I think that's when you ask for buy-in from your team or an expert. Here's what I can accomplish. What can you guys cover? Or what can we all collaborate on? Or what could we offload on a paid support person? Awesome. So if I'm a pool pro, how would I incorporate Facebook into my strategy? Yeah, so I think the first thing to recognize is that Facebook has a demographic. And it's changed for sure. So like, not everyone who was active on Facebook five years ago still is, which means that the age range in general is changing constantly, right? And it skews a little bit older. So first I would ask yourself, is Facebook a platform that I should invest in? Now I would assume that when we're talking about people who own properties that also include pools, we're already probably in like a little bit of an older age range. We're not dealing with a lot of our college students or, you know, that mid 25 range maybe. And so already that could be a checkbox, right? Like Facebook is for you. Now, if you already have Instagram, we kind of talked about this, right? You can just sync the two and you can have everything that you post on Instagram post on Facebook. So if you're thinking about, hey, I need to add a channel. Facebook would be good. I want to get active on Facebook, but I don't know how. Try to take something you're already doing and implement it to Facebook. So for Instagram, it's an extra click and you get that double posting. But if you're doing something somewhere else, like, I don't know, if you send out a newsletter to your customers with tips or something, start to take that content and plug it in, schedule it in, right? Because you have to get in the practice of using it. And then I think from there, it's a constant conversation of what do we post that's engaging? What do we post that people like? And you got to try some new things. But simply having a plan, a time that you're going to post, and an area to pull that content from is going to be how to get started. So really, it's kind of going back to the basics that we've gone through a couple times, like getting a plan, getting the content, and then figuring out who the person is to execute it. 
Let me ask you this. So I know that Zach asked you what were some of the do's of a good strategy, but what would be the opposite of that? What would be some of the don'ts for the pool pros on the social media strategy? Uh, the first one is keeping it simple, right? So we don't want to overdo it. We don't want to make a profile on every website that exists for business owners. We want to make profiles and be active on them at the bandwidth that we're able. Avoid perfectionism, right? So we don't want to get stuck in this cycle of, well, I don't have the perfect post or I don't have someone to approve my caption or I didn't have a professional come out and take images. We just want to get in the habit of posting. We don't want it to necessarily be too polished. We want it to be personable, right? Show who you are. There are people in your business, whether it's you as the owner or your team, you can show that and you don't want to avoid it for fear of being too casual, if you will. And then you don't want to take on too much yourself. So there are times, depending on the size of your business, what you're trying to accomplish on social, where this should maybe be offloaded. And then you don't want to get fake followers. My battery is potentially about to die, so I might need to go in motion while we keep talking and get to a plug. Is that okay if I move Absolutely. or should I try to? Do it. Okay. Do it. We're, we're live. We're going to enjoy the show, guys. Let's enjoy the show and see, her, see if all of a sudden she just drops. <laughs> Behind the scene look. Turn my screen off so you don't have to watch my head bobble <laughs> around while I move. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, but you can keep talking because I'm here and I can hear you. That's right. So, John, John, don't talk about um, Emily here. At don't the talk last. about Emily. Um, guys, I think this is a lot of great information and a lot of things that I need to do that I didn't even kind of think about. But, you know, it's interesting. And I think a lot of the social media thing is is you have to be very, very, very consistent and do it over and over and over again to be able to see, you know, some of the results. Well, and that's like John was saying, you know, it's that time, it's that consistency, it's, you know, people want that instant result, and when they don't get it, they kind of panic and try to change the strategy or maybe do things like try to get those fake followers or to make it feel like they're moving the needle, when in reality, the best thing is just to keep that consistent, keep chugging. It's like slow and steady wins the race, right? I think a lot of the challenges is that people look at it and people go, I posted this post and that post got 600 likes. I need to have another one that has the 600 likes. And it's like, you really kind of have to stick a strategy, pick a strategy and just kind of stick to it. You can't fluctuate from post to post. And I know it's difficult because you want to see the likes, you want to see the comments, you want to see all that. But the only way that you are going to be able to you know, know what's working for you is, is to pick that strategy and be consistent and be able to see some of those results from there. Emily, let me ask you the last question here. What are some of the tips on how to establish metrics and track performance? So I think the biggest thing, it, oh. Oh, I'm just saying you managed to change for people that aren't watching. You've gone to like this beautiful background. It looks like you just got your hair all done and did into a different way, right? Did I'm you not notice that right now? Upstairs, like how did you do that? You're like Superwoman. You like Superwoman. You like you changed you guys, your outfit. You changed on. your outfit. Your hair is done. She differently, did change her right? outfit. 
No, I didn't. She did change her outfit. Look, no, she had jo- Zach. Didn't she have like this brownish sweater thing, John? What the hell's going on? I'm like, no. What? You guys are so crazy. Oh my god. You guys are nuts. No, I no, came no, no, downstairs, no, no. which, by the way, this is where I originally was, and yeah. it's too echoey for Edgar down right, here. Right, so that's why I was right. up in my little cave upstairs. Right. <laughs> John, John, she's pulling a tomfoolery on us somehow Dude. because she's doing I mean, one of those magic tricks where they put up the curtain and then they drop it and they're in a different outfit. Dude, I mean, she's like totally like glamour pick right now. I mean, she, I don't know what you, what you did, you know what I mean? But you're just like, that's just okay. unbelievable. It's true. No, it's not. And the light's not even on in here, so I'm... Oh my God. Now, she, now no. she's blaming it on the light, like somebody that does a magic trick. Oh, it's a, it's a light. You must be looking at a different light. No, you had something brownish on, and now you're downstairs no. and it's black. No. Her hair is I completely different. That. Her hair is your, completely your different. Your hair is completely oh different. Okay, all right, no. Okay. You'll I'm go sure back and watch the video, and you'll right. see that I'm right and you're wrong. Okay. All right, John. Okay. What I'll do is I'll edit the video from the old right, one and kind of edit it and kind of pick it in, so she's wearing a different. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Sorry. Anyways, sorry, Emily. Um, so, what what are some of the tips on how to establish metrics and track performance? Yeah. So I think the first thing is. These social platforms have really great metrics and not even just for your paid stuff. Like you can see on a lot of these accounts, different numbers, right? And especially if you make your Instagram and Facebook accounts, business accounts, you can see different metrics that way. So look at those, but then also figure out, I think Zach was saying this earlier, like when you're having a place to send them, let's figure out, are they going there? So for example, you guys have client intake forms, I would assume, whether they're filling them out online or they're filling them out in person. Are you asking them where they heard about you? And so tracking in some ways, even beyond the metrics you're provided to see like, hey, we're spending this time and energy. Are new people calling us? Now, let's say, for example, you're trying to get new cleans and you have a special for people who want bi-monthly or whatever the case is. If we're pushing that product, That doesn't mean we just want to assume that that new customer only in that product sect is from that promotion, right? That's why it's so important to ask everyone when they come and become a client, where did you hear about us? Get that repetitive process going because you need to match up the digital metrics that you have access to on all of your profiles and the real live metrics of new customers coming in and how they found found out about you. Great. Anything that we've left out that we haven't asked you on social media that you can think of? I don't think so. I truly think to summarize everything, it's about deciding you want to engage. That's like number one. It's about figuring out where to be and making sure you can manage it bandwidth wise, getting the baseline information there, and then starting to create a Rolodex of content. And that just means getting in the habit of taking pictures, have your pros send you pictures, take videos, try to make a reel. You have to just take the images, take the pictures, and always be figuring out later how to use them. Great. Zach, John, let's take a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, I want to get your final thoughts. 
The HyperPole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Do you know the actual cost of the pool service you provide or the financial health of your pool business? If you don't, it can put you out of business. Pool Nation has created a business training that focuses on the financial side of your business. What we've done, guys, is we've put a training class together that focuses on five metrics that we've created. The goal is you do it, and by the time that you're done with the class, you have all those numbers, you have all that data. It is the only course that as you enter your data into our exclusive software, it will tell you how much money you are making or losing. It's that simple. We talk about the metrics, we talk about insurance, what to look for, we talk about billing software. By the time you are done with the training, you will know your exact cost to service a pool, fixed cost of cleaning, your average profit per pool, your average monthly rate, repair profits and profit percentage, and how much money you are actually making. And we have had people that have taken the class and had some cash flow issues and they've made some adjustments with their billing software and that's kind of solved that issue. During the training utilizing our software, you will create your business profit and loss. Once you create your P&L, we will cover the fundamentals of the P&L and how important it is to the success of your business. For more information and the next training dates, visit www.poolnation.online. It's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you get to keep. For more training dates, go to www.poolnation.online. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking to Emily. We are talking about social media strategy, a lot of learning today. We are towards the end of our podcast. And Emily, we normally do our final thoughts and normally I just kind of pick, but you know what? I'm going to let you pick either Zach or John for the final thoughts. Let them go first. Zach's ready. He's <laughs> not even giving me the option. Go ahead, Zach. Well, like I mentioned in the good mornings, it's becoming more and more important every day to learn about social media and get some sort of strategy in place, especially for business owners out there. And this is honestly a discussion that should be had over like many, many, many different, you know, discussions. It can't just all be processed and handled in one. 
the one thing I will say, I'm a, I mean, it's all my opinion. I'm no social media expert, but start small. I know Emily mentioned it today. Just pick something, be consistent with it, and build on it. Don't just run out there and do a TikTok because you see everybody doing a TikTok. Like, make sure it makes sense for your business. Make sure it's reaching your target audience. It's a good idea to sit down and put some thought into this. And we so often talk about knowing your numbers when it comes to your business financials. Well, when it comes to your social, uh, your, your branding, your marketing, all of that, you need to know your metrics. You need to know your target audience. You need to know that if you're spending money on something, is it have an ROI? Does it, is it working for you? Or, or otherwise, you just keep throwing money at it and you're not getting results and you end up getting frustrated and you end up being broke. So I think today is just really good stuff. Emily, thank you for coming on and, and sharing. You did talk about, if you don't know it, find someone to help you with it. And I think that's a huge piece of advice. That's what I do. I, we have someone that helps us with all of that. But also be cautious. Also vet people, have conversations, interview them. Because it seems like in today's day and age that everyone is a social media expert. And there's a lot of people out there that will charge astronomical fees for very little. And you may not get anything out of it. Anyways, that's all I have for today. Again, Emily, thank you. Um, Really good stuff. John, final thoughts? You know, I have a habit of doing my final thoughts towards like midway through or not really final thoughts, but like maybe right before you ask me for my final thoughts. So um, I know this is our last of three, right? Podcast with Emily. And I want to get her on the hook so that we can do more of these. No? Last of four. We have four of them? See, look, what the hell do I know, dude? I'm a loser. And I, I had her sign a contract, by the way, so that we could we made okay, sure well, that let's we do had this. her locked I in. I think you're right. Like, contract. She, she did. But John, what, she the, did. John, what they're telling you is this is three of four, so there's another one still. Okay, well, well can we do more than four? Because I really think this sure. is awesome. And, you know, and it, the thing is, I am going to have to have a new thing, like, Emily's episodes are an hour and then we can do more of them or Emily's episodes are four hours and then we can only do them once a quarter. Okay. Well, whatever. Because like this throws my whole day out of whack. Like now we're on hour two pretty much. We are. But you said you had 50 more minutes, right? Like 10 more minutes. So So I thought we were going to do this all day. I was prepped. We had a whole bunch of questions. We just kind of cut them all and just jumped to the end so we could finish. You were asking me some of the questions twice at the end because you just wanted to keep me on here longer. No, we right. wanted to just, you know, <laughs> I, I think a lot of it is is we ask questions and then we kind of go through some of them again because the guys out there really kind of want to listen to those do's and don'ts like specifically again, so. I'm just giving you a hard time. I know you are. You Everybody did great. does. No. It's just, look, it wouldn't be the Pool Nation podcast if, if we didn't have just a little bit of a shit show going on. That's just our thing. You know what I mean? You just never know where we're coming from. We come right out of left field and we, you know, unpredictable. That's what we do here. And so, I still but, believe that she changed while she went downstairs. Yeah, I think so too. I, you know what? I, I think what I noticed is I think it's because you moved your hair from one side to the other side, I think. And then that's what the difference is. I'm just trying to figure it out because it's driving me crazy. But again, Emily, both sides. You're a, there. You go. That's what it was right there. You're a wealth of information and a blessing to have on our podcast, and I mean that sincerely. I don't. I'm not just blowing smoke up anybody's ass here. I think what you're talking about and what you know and your expertise is the future. 
not just the future, but it's right here, right now, right? And and it's going to continue on. And if we don't jump on the train right now, we're just going to get left behind. And I'm just excited. I'm, I'm excited to go back and listen to this podcast again and start implementing some of this stuff. And I'm sure Janie's going to kick my butt because, you know, we suck at Facebook. Not that we're good at Instagram because we're not. But Facebook, it's only Facebook we do is when you post on Instagram and ask you if you want to post it on Facebook too. So I guess we do Facebook that way. But, you know, we need to be more active with that. And I think you hit a, a great point earlier when you said the demographics, right? And who's what and who's who. And I know Zach focuses on Facebook uh, where he does advertising and gets clients from there where we don't really do any of that. And I think it's, um, I think it's an opportunity that we've been missing, but it's definitely something that we're going to start doing. So thank you again for creating more work for me. Appreciate it. I just want to share and look at this. I'm going to share, obviously the people that are listening to the podcast can't see it, but us that are watching it. But look, even as we're doing the podcast, people are posting about the podcast out there. So, um, John, it looks like you're a little bit asleep on the picture, but it's okay. We're all, we're all, we're all good. <laughs> we can't hear oh, you. Look, I, I'm doing it. Here I go again. What a shit show. Right. Here I go again with the mic muted. God, are we ever going to learn, right? But so... Of course, they pick a picture with me with my eyes closed, right? Ah, beautiful. Anyway, <laughs> listen, I'll give my final thoughts here because I know I need to get Emily out. She's got uh, another meeting here. So, Emily, I, I really do want to thank you. We really do enjoy having you on because you are a wealth of information. And I agree that we need to figure out how to do more podcasts. Number two, I'm going to send you the information. And I'm not kidding. We would love to see you at the Pool Nation Awards. If you can manage to get your company to come out, we'd, we'd love to have you kind of come out and hang out with us and have fun on that evening. So um, that sounds great. A lot of great information, guys. Listen to the podcast twice because it's going to take a couple times to listen to some of the stuff, but keep it consistent. Try it. Remember, don't try to make it perfect because it doesn't need to be perfect. You need to true, show your true self. So. Guys, I want to thank you guys for your time. Zach, John, Emily, want to thank you for your time too. And we will talk next week. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for, PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry, a pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com. Pool Nation, all rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in a verbal or nonverbal way. May not be distributed. It may not be distributed in any social media platforms or transmitted in any other forms or any other means, including recording or other electronic or mechanical methods without the prior written permission of Pool Nation.